Welcome to Axios Pro Rata, a podcast that takes just 10 minutes to get you smarter on the collision of tech, business, and politics. I'm Dan Primack. On today's show, Silicon Valley gives Saudi Arabia a pass and a 145-year-old company files to go public. But first, California's big infrastructure fail. So California often ignores the rest of America when it comes to issues of climate change. And one of the biggest examples has been its plan for a high-speed rail line that would connect Los Angeles to San Francisco. But yesterday, California became a bit more like the rest of America by essentially deciding that the project had become too expensive, with Governor Gavin Newsom instead saying he'll scale the project way back to just an initial leg in California's Central Valley. Now, Newsom still wants the whole thing to get done, eventually, but it sounds like that'll become some future governor's problem. Now, why it matters in part is tied to climate change. High-speed rail is viewed by environmentalists and others as a way to significantly cut carbon emissions, which indeed does raise some questions as to how California now plans to hit its long-range goals in that regard. But much more broadly, this is further evidence that America is just quite awful at building large-scale infrastructure. Railroads, regular roads, new airports, tunnels, bridges, and basically everything else just ends up costing too much and taking too long. We either don't have the budgetary know-how, the financial willpower, or some combination of the two. And it's certainly putting us at a competitive disadvantage with the rest of the world, meaning that the economic mess kind of feeds on itself and causes new problems. Remember, President Trump talked about a massive trillion-dollar infrastructure plan, but there is no indication that's actually coming, despite apparent bipartisan interest. In fact, one administration official said to me that it's the sort of thing that now gets talked about just ad hoc in White House hallways, not seriously in sit-downs. If this doesn't change, America could literally fall apart. Joining us in 15 seconds will be transportation economist Noel Perry. But first, this. Axios chief technology correspondent Ina Fried shares breaking news and analysis on the most consequential companies and players in tech from the Valley to D.C. Subscribe to get smarter faster at signup.axios.com. And now back to the Pro Rata podcast. Joining us now is transportation economist Noel Perry. What was your initial reaction yesterday when you heard Governor Newsom's announcement of a scale back of the high speed rail project in California? Yeah, my reaction was that I was surprised, but not too surprised. High-speed rail in California has had a bumpy ride over the last few years. There's been a very big challenge in terms of finding the funds to fund this effort. At the same time, I think it's good that uh, Governor Newsom has decided to complete the line between Bakersfield and uh, Merced. I think that's important because clean transportation in California is urgently needed. Transportation emissions are about 40 percent of California's total emissions. And we really need every tool in our toolbox to be able to address this big challenge here in California. You're right. It's been bumpy. The money's obviously a big thing. Is there an explanation from your perspective? It seems that every time we have a major infrastructure project, whether it be high-speed rail in California or, or other things, I mean, I'm from Boston, so I obviously think about the big dig tunnels. Is there a basic reason why these things always seem to come in so far over budget and so far past the original completion dates? Sure, that's a really good question, and that's exactly what's happened in California. The California people approved this back in 2008. I think there was bond funding that allowed $10 billion. However, the 
project at that point was significantly greater than that. And I think the thought would be that we could get federal funds. But as you know, over the last few years, that's been difficult in Washington. We did get, I believe, about $3 billion as part of the recession funding or the infrastructure funding back in the President Obama's days. And I think that uh, there are issues uh, for big projects related to approvals. It's important that environmental approvals occur. And so you also have to acquire land to create the project. And these all created uh, major challenges for California. I have to ask you then, something President Trump talks about a lot, and this kind of comes from somebody in California, which is Peter Thiel's complaint, is that those regulations, those regulation approvals, that the red tape is simply too thick. And and that basically, for the country, is something that causes our infrastructure to ultimately fail or, or put us at risk of it ultimately failing. Is he right about that? Yeah, I don't think so. I think there's a little bit of truth in that, although California has important environmental regulations that have guided the evolution and development uh, of our land over the last 50 years. And I think those regulations have created a a more aesthetic and cleaner California. So I I think that they're important, although they certainly, there could be some changes to them, but I would not throw everything out, not at all. Why is it, from your perspective, the U.S., particularly when it comes to high-speed rail, why do we lag the rest of the world so much in that particular category? I think partially because we became a car culture. We're a huge country. During the Eisenhower days, we had the creation of the Highway Act. It all worked for us, and we're kind of very late to the game. Infrastructure projects that come late that require acquisitions of land and dealing with regulations, you're kind of late to the game. So I think that creates a a very big challenge. There's this argument out there that if you can't get this done in California, given the politics of California, given the, the emission cut goals of California, if it can't be done there, it can't get done anywhere else in the country. Fair? No, I don't think so. I think there are unique circumstances here in California where the people of California approved $10 billion bond, and then we got $3 billion from the federal government to build this project. And from the get-go, that was not enough. We thought we could get federal financing for this. The state thought it could get that much, though. It's talking about an $80 billion, approximately $80 billion price tag. The state thought it could get another $65 billion from the federal government? At the time, Dan, I think it was a $33 billion project. So let's go back then to the price, which is, I understand cost overruns, but three times more expensive? Yeah, about $32 billion, and it was supposed to open in 2029, and now it's about $77 billion and to open in 2033. So I think that uh, it, it was, I think the idea was that we could get funding from other sources, and we weren't able to do it. But I, I don't think that that says just because California is, you know, one of the more you know, in terms of climate change, one of the leading, if not the leading states in the union to address climate change. I think the fact that we can't get it done doesn't necessarily mean that it can't be done in other states if the circumstances were to be different. Like you got the money up front to build the project. Final question for you. The high-speed rail is in the Green New Deal proposal that got put out last week. There's nothing too specific in there, but, but high-speed rail is considered this replacement in part for a lot of U.S. air travel. If you were actually writing the actual legislation, what we have right now is kind of a a blueprint more than anything specific. What specifically do you think the proponents of the Green New Deal should be putting in there related to high-speed rail? I think that uh, there should be money allocated for California for high-speed rail because, as I said, these are big issues in California. Transportation is 40 percent 
of our emissions. We have very serious health issues related to asthma in the Central Valley. It's really also an economic development program that could create new job centers and corridors for employment. And also the Central Valley is one of the poorer parts of America, believe it or not. There's kind of a dichotomy here in California where the coastal cities are richer and the Central Valley has greater challenges. So I would write it so that there could be absolutely some funding for California. As you know, Governor Newsom has decided not to focus on connecting the Central Valley to either L.A. or San Francisco, but that is not totally off the table. And for us to be able to build high-speed rail in California would achieve two important goals. Number one, to reduce our missions, and number two, to create greater economic viability in the Central Valley. Noel Perry, thank you so much for joining us. My final two right after this. Axios gives you the news and analysis you need to get smarter faster on the most important topics. In our unique smart brevity format, we cover topics from politics to science and media to tech. Subscribe to get smarter faster at signup.axios.com. And now back to the ProRata podcast. Now it's time for our final two. And first up is a report from the ProRata newsletter this morning that a Silicon Valley startup called Flexport is in talks to raise around half a billion dollars from the SoftBank Vision Fund, which is largely backed by the Saudi Arabian government. This comes one week after a Silicon Valley robotics company called Noro raised over 900 million from SoftBank Vision Fund and amid reports that Saudi's sovereign wealth fund plans to open investment offices in US cities like San Francisco and New York. The bottom line here is that SoftBank and Saudi Arabia are not paying a penalty in Silicon Valley for last year's murder of journalist Jamal Khashoggi. There was talk at the time that they would, but the new money talks much, much louder. And finally, Levi Strauss, the 145-year-old jeans maker, today filed for an initial public offering. The company actually went public for the first time in 1971, but descendants of Levi Strauss himself took it back private in 1985. No real word yet on how much it plans to raise, but I would think maybe 501 million sounds like the right number. And we're done. Big thanks for listening. And to my producers, Adam Grassi and Tim Shovers, have a great national Tortellini Day, and we'll be back tomorrow with another Pro Rata Podcast.